Grace and peace. God bless you. Welcome to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host and teacher for the next few moments. My name is Delisa Fields. I certainly hope that everything is well with you and yours. We are at the time of this recording in the ninth month of 2020. We are uh, surviving and thriving through a pandemic. And we have seen just about everything that we didn't think we would see in this new year. However, um, we know that God is with us. We know that nothing takes him by surprise. And we know that he has an expected end for us. So continue to keep the faith. If you're anything like me, you have experienced challenge after challenge. But what I found and what I pray is true for you is that through every challenge, no matter how tedious and intense it may have been, we've learned something about ourselves in the process. And so that leads me to the topic that I want to speak to you for just a few moments today. I want to talk a little bit about being alone. Now, listen, I didn't say loneliness, but I'm talking about being alone and being alone for some people is a scary thing. It is, it is a frightful thing because for some reason we, um, as social beings, and this year has certainly tested our social awareness, but we, some of us thrive on the company of others. I was going to say thrive in the company, but that's not always the case. But some of us thrive on the company of others, just having people around, having someone there to confirm, co-sign, um, provide that companionship. And there's nothing wrong with that. But understand this as people of God, there are mandated times when God will call you to walk alone, to be alone. And, you know, I don't want you to be in uh, under the impression that being alone is some type of punishment now in some cases that may be true but that's not what I'm talking about today when I think about I call him Nebi <laughs> you may know him as Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar had received many warnings from the Lord about his conduct about his pride about his handling of the people of God and he ignored it I mean just flat out ignored it. He had Daniel, a trusted advisor, by his side, and Daniel tried to warn him, but Nebuchadnezzar um, turned a deaf ear. And so what did God do? God mandated Nebuchadnezzar to a season of being alone. And in that, he drove Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar excuse me, to the wilderness. And this man grew feathers like a beast was pecking the ground like a wild bird. He had claws the whole nine yards. So, you know, that's what the punishment of being alone can look like. Now, that's a Nebuchadnezzar's case. And I certainly encourage you to look in the book of Daniel. I think it's around the first or second chapter or maybe thereafter. I haven't visited that in a minute. But, you know, look at that. If, if that's if you feel like you're being punished, then I want you to look at what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. And certainly you're not being punished, right? You you haven't been driven to the wilderness and, and sprouting feathers and claws and things like that. So I don't want you to look at being alone as being punished. But what I do want you to look at being alone um, it, it, as uh, being perfected, being perfected, being matured, um, being developed, right? Uh, being tested, being tried. And so throughout scripture, the word of God is saturated with the examples of men and women of God 
who God mandated to walk alone. And listen, there have even been instances where even though you are a part of a community, whether that's a marriage, a family, um, <coughs> pardon me, I'm battling my allergies, um, a family, a community, you know, some type of civic group. And God will still say, you know, come, come away. And, um, and, and you know, for, for, for reasons that the group may not understand. And so this is a time where you have to know your God. You have to know why he's calling you to be alone. And then you have to know how to process. Because many people are going to respond to your alone season based upon how you process it. Here's another example. Think about Alicia, right? He was a contemporary. He was the protege of Elijah. And when Elijah called Alicia, he found him working in a community. He was working for his father's business, his family business. He was in the company of people, his employees, his staff. And God used Elijah to call him away, to prepare him for uh, greater level ministry. He was already serving with his family. And I want you to understand that too. This, that's just some wisdom. It's free. You can have it. But understand too that, uh, and, you know, we've got to break this mindset. I don't know where this thing has come from, that the only type of ministry that God recognizes is pulpit ministry or ministry where you're holding a Bible and a microphone or what have you. But if you are serving in any capacity, that Hebrew word for deacon is servant is minister. So those of you who are serving in business, you're serving your gift. Daniel served in the spirit of wisdom, dream interpretation, prophetic release. He served that gift uh, to King Nebuchadnezzar. Joseph served in the gift of mathematics, economics, government, okay, business leadership. Come on, somebody. He served that gift to Pharaoh. So please, you know, in, in this season, let allow God to transition and revolutionize your mindset. Because I can hear some of you, and I've heard some of you, I've got to get off of this job. You know, God is, is calling me to go full-time ministry. And while that may be the case for some, that is not the case for all. And in some cases, that may be for a season where God has, you know, uh, a, a need in the kingdom. And he needs you to be available, to be on call. And so even in that, and I heard a wise apostle say this years ago, if God calls you off of your job, you'd better believe God is going to provide for you. Can I give you another biblical example? Because I've got plenty. <laughs> Think about when God called Israel out of Egypt. They were working. They were enslaved. It was, it was bondage. Um, they had a hard taskmaster, but they were working, right? They made bricks. They made the pyramids and all that good stuff. And what did God do? God released them. He retired them from 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 Pharaoh, from from the from Pharaoh Incorporated, Egypt Incorporated. And so what did God do? They had no means of resources. They had no means of income. And so God said, OK, take away, you know, you, you come away with your, your severance package. And so they came away with gold they had taken from the from the uh, Egyptian neighbors on their way out the door. But then when they, he led them through the wilderness, he provided. The Bible said their feet didn't swell, the same clothes didn't wear out, which, listen, I love clothes. So I just don't know. I don't know if I would, you know, praise God. <laughs> I would 
<laughs> I would probably be that one that would be like, um, so God, you know, we, we have manna, we've got water from the rock, so you can't send no clothes. <laughs> I would be that one. It would probably be in trouble, but that's just me, right? But God provided, right? No one had to beg. No one went without. But let me say this. Let me say this. God provided the way he wanted to provide. So, and I, cause I feel like I need to help somebody <laughs> understand when God calls you to full-time ministry. And I don't know why I'm going here, but maybe I do. Um, God is going to provide the way he wants to provide. It's not going to look like what you've had. And so some will try to keep up that same lifestyle, trying to still shop at the same restaurants, excuse me, shop at the same uh, boutiques, still try to dine at the same restaurants, still try to drive the same car. And I want you to look at what that looks like. <laughs> it may be a lean season. And oh gosh, there's so many biblical examples I can give you for that. But it's so when God, when God provides and he's called you off for that job, that season you know, now God may be able to sustain you. You may walk away with heaven's severance package from that thing, and you may be able to sustain, you know, the same way. Praise God, I hope that works out for you. But I'm just saying, if it doesn't, I don't want you to be dismayed. I don't want you to be alarmed and and think, oh my God, I'm going through. You know, I'm I'm. You know, I, I, I want you to understand what that can look like, and there's biblical reference for that. You know, they didn't have a permanent housing. Remember, they had houses back in Egypt because of, uh, <laughs> they were putting blood on the doorposts. They had their own establishments. They didn't have that in Egypt. They lived in tents. So I, I'm not going to go any deeper because you follow me. You follow me and let the Lord, if, if that's your word, then let the Lord process that thought for you. But I just want you to know what that looks like when he, you know, you, you, if you saying that God is calling me out the job, it's not going to look like who you were when you had that income coming in. 40 hour week, 80 hour weeks, overtime. It's not going to owe salary. It's not going to look the same. But understand that that's for a season. Remember, after 40 years, which it shouldn't have taken that long, but that's another message. But after 40 years, then God said, okay, now I'm going to return you. And guess what? They had to return to work. So, you know, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, and I, I know I'm talking about alone seasons and I've went all around the world, but as a prophet, this is how we do, right? Because you're hearing what the Spirit of God is saying and you're speaking to the needs of the people. Um, so that's what that may look like. There may be those alone seasons where God is pulling you away and how you process that is going to be essential to the way that people around you in your community respond. All right. Now I'm going to leave that alone for a minute. So, so, you know, what we've seen is that you know when god wants to develop you when he is because because listen you don't please don't ever uh don't don't underestimate who you are where you are and whose you are and don't ever settle with your current status there's a songwriter a sister in the lord sung a couple years ago my status is changing status is changing statuses are changing so where you are right now, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. You've done well to get to where you are. But friends, God is a great God. And you are constantly unpeeling layers of yourself that you had never realized were there. And this is what happens in that alone season. When you're in that alone season, as true with Nebuchadnezzar and with Alicia, you're going to find people, you're going to find attributes about yourself number one that you didn't know you had and some of those attributes are not good okay but then you're also going to find some strengths 
You're going to find some inner strengths. You're going to find some skill sets. Because listen, just going back to the, to the unemployment thing just for a moment. Do you understand that even in this pandemic, we have found more business owners emerging in the time of a crisis? When you think about what happened in the wilderness, look at the skill sets that were developed. That they weren't able to use in Egypt under that oppressive system. And so, you you know, yeah, you can look at the negative thing and say, you know what, I'm out here by myself. I don't have this. I don't have that. But if you would channel your thoughts instead to what God is doing in you, God developed people in the wilderness. God promoted people. Uh, the, the priesthood was born in the wilderness. The elders were born in the wilderness. Uh, um, uh, art workers, craftsmen. I mean, these people were born in the wilderness. A choir was born in the wilderness. A prophetic, a liturgic dance team, born in the wilderness. So I don't want you to. I don't want you to look at you know the times when God calls you alone as punishment. It's not meant to be punitive. If anything, it's meant to be developmental. It is supposed to be a place where God can get you to focus on you, 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 you. And I have found even in times this year and years past where God has called me to be alone, I have found those to be some of the most productive times of my life. I really have. I have found, and I, I've got, listen, I've got a lot of community, right? I've got a lot of, I've got a church community. I've got a work community and then I've got my inner home family community and then an extended family. And then I've got a friend community. So I have a lot of community, but there are times when God wants you to step out and step away again. Let me go take you back to Alicia. I want to finish this thought because I don't want you to walk away thinking, well, you know, God has called me to be by myself and, you know, and, and, and take on that uh, elitist attitude that you're better than somebody we don't want to do that right because then you're going to cause some stuff to manifest in your alone season that you're not ready to deal with you don't even want to deal with uh and instead of god developing you he's chastising you so we don't want that right but with with alicia here's what he did he went back and he sold because he knew he could, he could never return to that same place right and, and and that that was a physical place for him but there may be some mental or, or emotional places that God does not want you to return to. God is saying, now see, you'll never think that way again. You'll never react that way again. You'll never process that way again. And so God will change that. And so what Alicia did is he took the the instruments and the, the, the he had 12 yoke of oxen. This man, in my own words and terminology, had a barbecue and fed everybody, kissed his parents. By this time, Elijah was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm on a mission. I'm on assignment. I will see you when I see you. And he kept it moving. But Alicia understood that I, I, when I'm, as God is calling me away and, you know, you know, he's calling me to walk alone or away from my family. I want to do this, thing, do this right, because when God reunites me with my family or when God or when God decides to bless me with the family, listen, I don't want to eat bad seed, bad harvest. And so you've got to watch out for that, too. You guys, you've got to watch out for the way you walk away. <laughs> there's a way to walk away even if God is calling you to walk away there's a way to do it there are some people and I have said it in many of my messages of time past when they walk out the door they slam the door they kick the door they burn the house down you never know and I tell my children this all the time you don't know who you will need in this life walk soft walk soft you know, there was a song that said, close the doors on my Bentley gently. And I'm sure I misworded it. But, you know, just be just shut the door gently. You don't have to slam the door. I'm out of here and forget you. And don't do that because you you are 
you are setting yourself up to eat from a corrupt harvest in a season to come. And this is why some, not all, thank God, but some believers who truly do love God, but they have exited certain seasons, <clears throat> whether God called them to walk alone or called them to walk away. But the way they exited that season uh, became a factor in some of the breakthroughs that they were believing God for because of how they walked away. Let me take you back to Alicia. How did he walk away from that? He went back. He... Uh, uh, communed with his people. He, I'm sure he explained what happened. He received the blessing or, you know, they, they at least they understood, you know, they didn't look up, where, where's, where's dude? You know, they understood. They knew what had happened and he fed them. He embraced them. He gave a benediction so that, you know, if there was a point in his life, and I mean, the Bible doesn't record, it doesn't have to, it's not relevant for salvation, but in terms of relationship, if he needed to return, he could have the doors were open. And so this is where we find with some, not all, uh, of our believers is we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to handle relationship, even when God says walk alone. When Moses, and I'm going to say this and I'm closing, but when Moses, when God called Moses to, to deliver Israel, he was married. He was married to, uh, I think, her, uh, Keturah. He had two sons, right? Jethro was his father-in-law. Jethro had fathered him. And helped healed him through that whole season of trauma. And guess what? When he left to go, you know, and, and minister and do the work that God called him to do, his family understood. I want y'all to hear me. Because you'll find later on, as Moses was in the wilderness, Jethro came to visit him. Keturah and the children came to visit. Now, that was an unusual situation. Please don't think that, you know, that's going to, you know, I'm not even going to talk about that, okay? Because you listen. Praise God. I'm not I'm not going to go there. But you know how people can twist that, right? If you, you listen, you're trying to escape. And oh, the Lord told me to move to Nebraska, the Lord, to, and, and just leave your family. Well, you know, it happened with Mo, not you and not Moses. So just don't even go to hell. You're not going to deliver millions. Don't even try it. So, so, you know what I'm saying? You'd be amazed how people use scripture to validate foolishness. Um, but yeah, you can tell. Based upon the fact that Jethro visited him, Jethro gave him wisdom, gave him insight. Do you think that would have happened? Jethro had seven daughters. I believe Keturah was the oldest. And you know, good and well, any father is not going to go and salute the man who abandoned his daughter and his grandchildren. That's not going to happen. So in context, we can surmise that there was a relationship that Moses had with his wife, his sons, and his, and his father-in-law, despite the fact that he had to go and do this ministry in, um, to Israel. So, you know, in a nutshell, and I probably went all over the place, and it's good. I'm sure you got some nuggets out of it. But, you know, understand that it's not necessarily punitive. You're not necessarily being punished when God calls you to walk alone. There's some things that God wants to develop in you. When God called Moses, honey, believe me, God had to get that murderer out of him. Moses had rage. M Moses had um, some identity issues. He had a lot of things going on. And the only way that God could truly and genuinely and authentically work that out of Moses was with him being alone. And the problem is many of us, we don't want to be alone. We're scared of who we are or we're scared of what we're becoming or scared of what we're unbecoming. And so we surround ourselves with noise. We surround ourselves with noise so that we can drown out our truths. And we do ourselves a great disservice. And this is why some, not all, are spiritually stunted, not growing not 
growing every seed that goes in the ground whether it's planted with a group of seed or not depending on what type of seed it is it comes up out of its own sprout you know you, you you've got to you 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 have to come out up out of your own sprout and nothing sprouts in terms of seed sorry that was an ant crawling on me um unless it's been buried unless it's been you know burrowed in the ground and that's what those alone seasons feel like sometimes like you're just left alone and buried in the ground and waiting for the sun and the rain to, to marry and let you out of there but if you just hold on uh friends you're going to see a beautiful version of yourself when god brings you out that cocoon you're no longer caterpillar caterpillar you're a butterfly beautiful colors beautiful wings right able to soar and able to do some great things in the kingdom so listen i pray that this message has been a blessing to you i pray that you take take some notes you listen to it again why don't you share it with somebody who may be going through a season of aloneness right i didn't say loneliness <laughs> but they may be going through a season of aloneness and they're like i don't understand what's wrong what did i do wrong friends you may not have done anything wrong then again maybe you did i don't know <laughs> but in, in in most cases i would hope that god is calling you to a time of growth and development let him do that because guess what there is something on the horizon for you and God sees your future and it's bright. And so before he loves you so much, he won't allow you to destroy it with that old mindset, that old wineskin. So he'll pull you to the side like that powder wheel, put you on a, a wheel and make you over again another. So I'm Delisa Fields. I've been your host and teacher for the last couple of minutes, just rambling and ranting and just encouraging you to keep the faith. Amen. Jesus loves you. I love you. And I pray the best for you. Stay safe. And until next time, God bless you.